Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to episode 20 of Dueling Dialogues. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in the heart of the USA, Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How are you doing today? I'm great, Connor. I just wish I had my kitchen back. It's being remodeled. Yeah. It's distressing. Yeah, and you like to cook a lot, don't you? I do. I do. And I've got two more weeks to go. Ouch. I'll be fit to be tied. Yeah. So how are you managing with your kitchen in disarray? I, I, I'm eating a lot of weird things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I also don't eat flour and bread, so making a sandwich is really not an option for Right, me. so you just eat peanut butter straight from the jar for two weeks. Yeah, peanut butter is celery, though. I, I kind of like it on celery, so really? I've had a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I don't it's delicious. Know. Yeah, you need to try it. You know, that little groove down the middle of the yeah, celery. Yeah. I'll throw some peanut butter in there. Well, I, I've had cheese whiz in there. You know, that plastic stuff, yeah, the yeah, cheese yeah. bread. I don't even know. If it's, yeah, I, I doubt it's real cheese. Oh, I doubt it too, but you know. Yeah. I had but, a lot of that in college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you bet. There's, I think, every everybody uh, in the world that's gone to university has, has, you know, done the bologna sandwiches so long that you had to switch to peanut butter and jelly to craft dinner. <laughs> yeah, you do what you have yeah. to do to stay alive. You do, you do, that's for sure. Yeah. So what do we have today? Well, we're continuing our theme this week on shadow government. Oh, Today, uh, we're calling it Mercenaries in the Shadow. All right. And we're going to try a little tiny bit different format to see how it works. So, sure. Uh, everybody bear with us. Okay. Despite its original purpose, Obama's Organizing for Action, OFA, is an army with a singular purpose, and that is to resist Trump. OFA owns 250 field offices across the nation. And they've recently hired 14 field organizers that, according to NBC, are strategically placed in states that are home to key senators as part of its campaign to defend Obama's signature health care law. So it's very well planned. And, and if you see that some of this was planned back in January to February. Right. After, after the inauguration. Right. And we see that it's now playing out. Health care basically failed again. They didn't bring it to the floor because they didn't have the vote. Right. And so it, it really coincides with the plan. The plan of OFA and Obama is really working. Well, he's got a lot of Republicans on his side as well. It's pretty obvious. John McCain it's, being one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, there's, there's more evidence of that. 
Um, also, as reported by NBC, the group is growing. We're bringing in thousands of new people who have never been engaged before, connecting them to a nationwide grassroots network, providing them with a cost-free training and empowering them to apply those skills to make change in their computer communities. They're, they have a lot of money. Right. And a lot of what I've read suggests that much of it's coming from Soros. Um, George Soros has long been a progressive supporter with the big bucks. Yeah. But they, they are training these people. Most of them are under 35, but a great deal of them are, are older than 35 to be protesters. Right. Now, that's interesting. And much of what they do, we would classify, especially with Sean here the other day, we would have classified them as bullies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it goes along with all we've been talking about. Now, this is almost off the charts towards treason, as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah, and, and, and we have to ask ourselves, has a president prior to Trump had such an army formed by the outgoing president to oppose the new president? Right. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's never happened before. And so we kind of don't know what to do. And they're doing so by openly using bullying as a tactic, yeah, a absolutely. strategy that is often used in the infant stage of a coup. Okay, when we're talking about bullies, what takes it off the chart is paid bullying. Oh yeah, many of these are paid. They, they definitely are paid now, to do I'm, this. I'm not so far off to the left that I would require a law or ask for a new law to prevent paid bullying. I mean, we shouldn't have to do that. That's true, and, and you know, that's... I'm afraid going to be the downside of our capitalistic society. We won't necessarily be able to pass a law that prevents such a thing. You know, Obama's OFA is an army. Politico points out organizing for action scheme to turn the Republican Party against itself to maintain Obamacare. OFA sent protesters to lawmakers' town hall meetings to heckle and disrupt. However, strategically, they sent members to cheer for, here we go, John McCain, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski. Ironically, those are the exact same members responsible for defeating President Trump and the Republicans' efforts to repeal and replace Obamacare. So you got to think about that. They were booing everyone else. Members of the OFA, except John McCain, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski, all of which refused to sign on to the health care bill. Hmm. What in the hell is going on? It's very peculiar. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just McCain alone. I mean, we've brought him up in the past with, you know, he checks himself out of the hospital and goes and votes down health care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and everybody thought he was going to vote for it. Exactly. So, I mean, it, it's not really surprising that he's in bed with the OFA. I mean, it's On the Barack Oh, absolutely. On the BarackObama.com website dedicated to the office of Barack and Michelle Obama, there are two links. 
One to the OFA, Organizing for Action. That's the first one. And the second one is the Obama Foundation. Obama once said he was heartened by the anti-Trump protests. Whoa, hypocritical. Well, and what a thing for a, a former president to say, especially one that was supposed to be so peace-loving. Right. After Trump's victor, Obama told his OFA staff, it is fine for everybody to feel stressed, sad, discouraged, but get over it. Move forward to protect what we've accomplished. Hmm. There's kind of a sinister ring to that last line. Move forward to protect what we've accomplished. That's a pretty gray statement. What, it is. What it, do it you leaves, think it means? It leaves open a lot of options. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, he's you he's know, not narrowed them down at all. Not at all. Those were really the marching orders. Since then, the group has actively bullied, protested, and rioted at numerous events in response to many issues that fit the Obama agenda. Nonetheless, this is the real kicker, they are registered with the IRS as (laughs) nonpartisan. Okay. Are you kidding me? Oh. How how do you get by with that? I mean... You know, remember, I don't know if you remember when the IRS was running around after Tea Partiers and Republican and conservative organizations targeting them. In fact, a few had sort of rolled, but not really because they kept their pay. So it's it's hard to say that um, much happened. But yeah, you've got these guys going, well, we're not partisan. We're for Obama's agenda. Really? The OFA Facebook page has about 2.6 million likes. Interestingly enough, Obama's Facebook page has become a forum for him to post periodic addresses to his followers. You know, like instructions and um, words from their fearless leader, the commander-in-chief. You know, he's still the commander-in-chief. Whether you believe in the idea that Obama has created and is now operating a shadow government or not, you must see that his reach and involvement is substantial and is something greater than his conspiracy theory. You know, I mean, again, we go back to that conspiracy Conspiracy. theory makes it like it's a delusion. This is not a delusion. This is something real. How bad is it? That's what we're trying to figure out. Right. Many, many anticipated Obama's return to politics, even before he left the White House. I don't think anyone could argue that he didn't enjoy a positive relationship with the mainstream media. The love affair with journalists and reporters sometimes is most evident in the spin. (laughs) In August, Newsweek did an article anticipating Obama's autumn return to the political arena. In spite of knowledge about Obama's OFA and considerably obedient former employees among the current administrative offices, Newsweek portrayed Obama's return as if he would place himself in a sitting duck position. Quoting SMU political science professor Cal Gilson, who originally told The Hill, He would be the target, he meaning Obama, 
would be the target against which Trump would direct his fury. From Trump's perspective, nothing better could happen. Hmm. It's almost laughable. As Newsweek goes on to quote former Obama Assistant Defense Secretary Derek Tollett, the president has a very unusual obsession with his predecessor and constantly comparing his predecessors and is constantly comparing himself to President Obama. Really? This is a bizarre take on the situation considering <laughs> Obama has surrounded himself with an army to prevent Trump from doing basically anything. Not only to prevent him, but to take him down. I mean, this Russian thing was already in the works from last summer before the election. And it has yet to really produce anything all that interesting. Right. So Trump's son went and met with a Russian woman that maybe talked about adoption, maybe wanted to give him some stuff on Hillary. So what? Yeah. I mean, what law did he break? Exactly. I, I mean, and this started last summer and was orchestrated about uh, by Obama's administration. Like him or not, since the election, and actually before, Trump has and is getting attacked by Obama's sympathists at every frequency and severity. Few could tolerate it. Yeah. Well, it is, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It's it's off the chart. I, I mean, and right under my nose, I didn't know any of this before this week. It's kind of blowing it's, my mind. Yeah, and so... I guess my question, maybe it's even rhetorical, is what constitutes a shadow government? How far does it have to go? Yeah. Well, okay. W right off the bat, what what does a shadow government really mean? It's a all gray area, you know. There's right. you don't look it up in the dictionary, and there's a a picture of five politicians there. I guess my assumption has been a shadow government is one, of course, that's going on simultaneously. It is, by design, going to disrupt the legitimate government. But where does shadow government end and coup begin? Yeah, because some of this is over the top. I mean, just the yeah. paid, paid bullying, really? Yeah, well, and you can't have a coup without first having a shadow government, truthfully. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you, you can't run before you walk so I, i'd much rather be thinking of george bush's attempt at a shadow government exactly because we know it would be kind of comical you know it'd probably be in a secluded area so george doesn't wander off and oh, uh, exactly it'd be somewhere in texas then then in the morning the old guys would get together and color outside the lines and by oh, name. and mountain bike. He likes to mountain bike. He'd have yeah. to do that. Yeah, and then they'll have a wiener roast with a wiener <laughs> stick. It's got to be a stick because he'd probably kept burning himself on the metal rod. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's not the wiener stick that, that normal people out there were probably thinking of right now because he's in the news again. Jeez. Oh, my gosh, he is. And we, we have some breaking news here. Um, oh, good. I guess we'll start out with Anthony Weiner. Um, he received a 21-month jail sentence for sexting with a minor, and he will have to register on the sex offenders list. 
<laughs> like that really makes a difference. I mean, he's in the public yeah, eye. I mean, everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody knows. If you're not, not if you don't know, you're probably dead. Yeah. Um, a bit of great news today, though. Steve okay. Scalise, Republican House Majority Whip from Louisiana, returned to the House today to a lot of tears after three months, actually a little more than three months, uh, after being shot at the baseball practice this summer. Right. And yeah, it was really neat to see him and see the bipartisan support for his return. And yeah, it was fabulous. It, yeah. it brought tears to my eyes. Uh, some more good news. The U.S. economy, the um, the GDP grew 3.1% in the second quarter. That's huge. We've had a lot of quarters under 2% for a lot of years. Right. So, and definitely since 2008. So that is big news. The economy under Trump undeniably has done very well. Uh, another piece of news that will make you sad is Hugh Hefner died at age 91. Oh, I wonder if he died with a smile on his face. <laughs> I don't know. Legitimate question. It is, it is. He had a he, good life. You have to admit, he, he did a, so much for the sex revolution and, um, yeah, and he, publishing he a, and... So many men loved those articles in Playboy. You know, yeah. that's why they read it. And uh, Actually, so we have to thank him as journalists. You <laughs> know what I used to read those for? The cartoons. Oh. Oh, you thought I was going to say something else. Would, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> you surprised me. Did you like pucker up? Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, uh, Coach Rick Pitino was fired in response to the FBI probe. There's a lot going on with um, some players being paid. Um, oh, wow. It's yet double A, I guess, turned the information over to the FBI, and the probe is huge. I, I don't really have a clue where it will end. Um, I, you know, eventually they may just have to pay college athletes. That's what this is going to end up bringing to the forefront. Some of these kids are starving and they're bringing a lot of money to the universities. I'm happy. I'm Share hoping the they, they think, yeah, I mean, they don't need to pay them like pro athletes. There should maybe be a cap. But, you know, we lost a kid at some several years ago at excellent basketball player you know caught stealing meat at the grocery store to eat oh, here wow. and um, that made me very sad because we're not supposed to the boosters are not supposed to help with that kind of thing and it's very sad yeah um, and it, it, who actually uh, suffers the most is the actual players there's a one they're the ones that are bashing heads and hurting their bodies on a day-to-day -day basis playing sports and they can't live yeah, uh, that's yeah not good. it's 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 not right no um just today Isis has released a new audio 
I'm not sure what it has to do with, but the important part is that perhaps one of the leaders that was believed to have been killed is not dead. That's the big news out of that. So hmm. um, we'll see once they translate right. the message for what is going on with ISIS. It's never good. That's for no, sure. It never is. Never is. And last, but certainly not least, this really has me disappointed. Trump is upset with um, Health and Human Services Secretary Tom Price for spending too much, particularly on private jets, okay. under both use of taxpayer dollars. Apparently, there is also some question as to whether it was all for government business. I have just really admired Tom Price. I am very disappointed in this news. Um, I thought he was an excellent choice, and this just really saddens me. Do you think there's some sort of conspiracy behind that? <laughs> um, I think he was just like one of the, I don't know, one of the other senators of Congress that said he was just trying to be a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would say, okay. Um, I don't know if there's more to it or not, but they are, the cabinet members are supposed to fly commercial. Now, I don't know whether they can buy first class seats or not. That's something I can look into, but I, I think they should probably be able to get first class. But I don't, I don't know that they can. <laughs> so, you know, that we have that stuff happening in Canada quite often some politicians submit something for uh you know expenses that uh, turn out to be extravagant purchases at expensive restaurants and oh. jets and no different from south of the border to north of the border there we yeah. Have, yeah same stuff occurs here i don't know if it's maybe you know them getting caught up in in it all and thinking they're a big deal maybe it's egotistical i don't know i don't either i i don't either and but it, it does happen more than it should yeah like seriously it's been in the news in the past other people and you're going to do the same thing that's almost idiotic it is idiotic for guys that are supposed to be brilliant yeah. i mean these some of these people are supposed to be the creme de la creme and they do something you know, more stupid than I would do. Yeah, total lack of common sense. Yeah. And they know that they catch him. And, and the president himself, I, I don't know whether he goes through everybody's expense reports or what, but he is the one that was upset about it right. and called him out on it. Um, yeah. It wasn't, you know, somebody in the accounting department. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering and, if it wasn't already kind of just about breaking news and uh maybe trump had no choice he had to call them out yeah but he hasn't fired him yet yeah now that a lot of people say that he's okay for now but that he was already on shaky ground because they feel like he could have done more to try to get the senate to pass the health care bill because right. health and human mm. services that's kind of his arena yeah so um, I don't know if he will actually make it past Friday. You know, on Friday, people tend to leave the White House about 5 o'clock. <laughs> and guess what? Tomorrow is. Yeah. 
Okay. Friday. Yes. Yeah, yeah we're recording on so, Thursday this week. I think I yes, like we Thursdays. I like Thursdays. I do too. That I gives us too. kind of a longer weekend. We publish on Friday, but you know, I I, I love it. It gives us a longer happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. I'm just kidding. I'm just uh, kidding. Yeah. I'm not. Like <laughs> it's true. Well, kind of, yeah. So. My Friday starts at 5 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't uh, get better than that, huh? No, we can't get better than that. We agree there. Yeah, life is there. good. We do agree, and we don't always agree, but except about happy hour. But life's <laughs> a journey, and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor, and Godspeed to all of our friends. Cheers. Godspeed, Grace, and Godspeed to all the listeners. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week, and we'll have some other goodies for you. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. <laughs>